Four out of five top Hollywood movie stars use moment, moment, moment of clarity. Yeah, baby. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. It's your man Stefan G. You are tuned in to another eclectic episode of Moment of Clarity. Right here on the Promise Life Network. Moment of Clarity brought to you by SightGeeks.com. SightGeeks got see, I always mess it up. SightGeeks.com. <laughs> Get your 77-point inspection. From Psychic got top. See, I, I just I can't I just can't do this spot anymore. They can't be they're just not gonna be able to be a advertiser anymore because I keep messing up their spot. Psychgeeks.com get your but they get more airtime this way. Get your 77 point inspection on your website, your business website, ministry website, organizational website, and make sure that it is performing in the way that it's supposed to perform. SiteGeeks.com, we find the problems you don't see. Thousands of websites are launched every day with glaring mistakes, many of which can turn visitors away from your site and cause them to leave and never return. At SiteGeeks.com, we find all those problems for you and give you a certified net compatibility score that tells you where your website ranks in the realm of Internet websites. Go to SiteGeeks.com, S-I-T-E-G-E-E-K-Z.com, because nothing is more important than your site. I got it out. They can keep being a sponsor. Yay. <laughs> Quick show today, ladies and gentlemen. We're not, I mean, we are speed racing through the show today. Uh, not even going to take a break. I want to talk about something very, very important to me, but I don't want to talk about it too long because then God's going to make me walk through it in my life. So I decided that we will have Wait, 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 wait. I mean, you think if you do it faster, like God's just going to miss it? I'm hoping so, but like if I, if I just rush through it real quick, he'll be like, wait, what was that? I thought I heard. (laughs) Oh, never mind. Okay. But if I take the whole half hour, he's going to be like, yeah, you did that show. Remember? So I'm going to kind of breeze through it and hopefully we won't have to deal with it this week. <laughs> he'll be busy doing something yeah, else. Exactly. He's got, he's got the world to take care of, man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you guys don't understand, man. Everything I talk about on this radio show, I, I everything I talk about on this radio show for the entire next week, I have to deal with that thing in my life. It's like, the it, and we all know this is what happens. The enemy's like, oh, you want to tell people how to get over their sin, huh? Well, guess what you're going to do this week? You're going to sin. You know what you should talk about? <laughs> What's that? Having to deal with being rich. Uh, I wish I knew how to have that problem. <laughs> I'm going to have to have that problem first. Well, that's what I'm saying. If you talk <laughs> about it, then you'll have that problem. Good point. That's exactly what I need to talk about. How horrible it is to have all this money in my life and nothing to do <laughs> with it. Jeez, what a wretched person I am. God, won't you save me? From this lavish lifestyle that drives me insane on a regular basis. Those out there who want to know how to deal with their riches, we're going to talk about that today. (laughs) I'll probably have to deal with this next week now. (laughs) If only it worked like that. But this week we are talking about, or not this week, but today we are talking about temptation. And that's why I don't want to spend too much time on the issue. But I want to talk about temptation because... It's everywhere. Good God, it's everywhere. Like, I can't, 
And then you've got this feminist movement and all these women that want to walk around with no bras on or nothing but bras on. And, they, you know, they just want their tits out in the middle of the street because they're, you know, trying to s- breast cancer movement. I'm like, really? Seriously. Like, it's it's just everywhere, man. Like, we can be aware of breast cancer without me having to see boobs everywhere. Like, help a brother out. And then you got women who don't understand, which they're not supposed to understand because they're women. They don't understand just how gorgeous and oh, luscious and beautiful and wonderful and fantastic and amazing they are. Wait, wait. Oh. You think they don't understand it? Why do you think they no, want it? they don't understand it. No, they they realize they can use it as a tool to get what they want from men, but they don't truly understand it because so many of them do so much to augment their look. And, and they don't have to. And they don't have to. They're so fantastic and magnificent the way they are and just oh god i can't see i can't even go there because now i'm starting to think about like you know because i love i love okay dang it mike i like girls (laughs) in pajama pants i love can i just say i love all women I, i i told you guys before i used to be a complete slut okay i was a complete whore like and i didn't no i was a hoe bag because i didn't get paid for it i was terrible okay and but it gave me this unimaginable appreciation for women and i love all women i love deep dark midnight chocolate women and i love smooth creamy caramel women and i love lily white snow bunnies and i hope i'm not being misogynistic with these titles but this is just i'm just saying I love tall women, short women, luscious, voluptuous women, skinny minis. I love all, I just love women. And the temptation struggle is so real in America because they are everywhere and they don't want to wear any clothing. And I live in Florida, which makes it even worse because it's 9,000 degrees outside. So they really don't want to wear any clothing. And they think they have to show everything in order to, just make me appreciate them and it's just uh, I just can't deal with it anyway I said all of that to say temptation sucks <laughs> and it can be hard at times and I know everybody deals with their particular temptation some people talk about ice cream the way I just talked about women some people talk about money the way I just talked about women that to women just happens to be my temptation some people are tempted by other things um, but All of it is temptation and all of it is detrimental to us. And the reason I want to talk about temptation today is because I want to talk about, I don't even want to talk about how to avoid temptation. I just want to talk about how we get ourselves in line with temptation. And this is how I see it. And I said this to Mike before the show earlier today. And I've asked myself this question a couple of times and I sometimes ask other people this question. But the question is, are you trying to be without sin or are you trying to get as close to sin as you possibly can without getting in trouble? Trying to be without sin is Christianity. Trying to be as close to sin as you possibly can without getting in trouble. That's temptation. That's where temptation breeds. That's like it's it's the temptation is in the zone when you're that person. Like, if you wanted to find the perfect level of temptation, then try to get as close to sin as you possibly can without getting in trouble. And I bring that up because for a very long time in my life, and sometimes on Fridays, I am the latter. (laughs) 
I am the person who is trying to get as close to sin as they possibly can without getting in trouble. Like I said, for a very long time in my life, and sometimes on Fridays, I am that guy. <laughs> I'm just being honest. I'm just being honest. Why Fridays? Tuesdays, Wednesdays, it really doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being honest. Because it's in order to avoid temptation, you have to truly understand the value of holiness. And many of us, and I say us because I am included on a regular basis, either forget the value of holiness or don't understand the value of holiness. We don't understand what we gain from pleasing the Father, especially, especially if you have been pulled out of a legalistic mindset where people used to tell you in order for in order for God to do anything, you have to behave like X. You know, you have to be a good Christian in order for God to do anything in your life. So if you were one point in time in your life in that particular segment of Christianity and you've been pulled out and now you're under grace and God just loves you no matter what, man, that's a place where temptation can run wild, completely wild. And you'll find yourself often trying to get as close to sin as you possibly can without getting in trouble. It reminds me of, you guys hear me talk about, about my divorce sometimes on the radio show. It reminds me of my divorce. After my wife and I separated, I started struggling with masturbation for obvious reasons. I was no longer having sex. So now I'm online on Facebook, not Facebook, on Google, Googling stuff all day long, all night long, trying to find the tipping point that says it's okay for me to masturbate. And if you're a man and you're a Christian, you've done this Google search. I don't care who you are. You've done the Google search at least once in your life. You've tried to find that line where it's okay to masturbate as long as I don't do this. It's okay for me to jerk off as long as I don't think about women while I jerk off. You know, as long as I don't, because the thing about masturbation is masturbation isn't a sin. It's the fantasy of having naked women in your mind and sleeping with other women. And you know, the fantasy aspect of masturbation or the pornography aspect of masturbation. That's the part that's the sin, but the masturbation itself is not the sin. But let me tell you something I learned. Masturbation without fantasy or pornography really freaking sucks. It is no good. It is so worthless and so pointless and so mechanical it's unbelievable. And so you become that guy trying to find that line and you find out, oh, well, it's the fantasy aspect. So if I just think about Jeopardy while I'm jerking off, I'll be fine. You know, maybe not Jeopardy, but, you know, if I just stare at this blank wall <laughs> while I'm masturbating, I can still do it. I think you deserve some kind of prize if you can do that, honestly. <laughs> oh, I've done it. Oh, yeah. Oh, complete blank mind. And it worked like a charm. And but it was terrible. It was totally not worth doing. It was it was just awful. It was horrible. I think I've shared a little too much. Um, <laughs> anyway, we're talking about temptation. So the key is not to try. The key is to understand why holiness is beneficial for us. And in order to do that, you have to do something that a lot of Christians don't do. And that's fall in love with Christ. You have to truly and honestly love Jesus. And 
I'm going to be honest with you. I can't give you on this radio show in the little bit of time that we have the blueprint for you to fall in love with Christ, because that's something that you're going to have to do as you dig out that relationship with him. As you read the Bible, as you spend time in prayer, as you spend time in worship, as you spend time in praise, as you spend time around his people, that's you, it's just like anybody else you fall in love with. That takes time and it takes relationship and it takes interaction and it takes intimacy and it takes honesty and it takes all of that thing, all of that stuff. So I guess I kind of did just give you the blueprint. But either way, those are the things that you have to do to fall in love with Christ. But in order to truly appreciate what holiness gives you, you have to fall in love with Christ. Because outside of loving Christ, it doesn't do anything for you. It keeps you out of hell, maybe. But that's like, you know, you're sal- no, because your salvation keeps you out of hell, not necessarily your holiness. So your holiness is really something that you have to desire to have. And when temptation comes around, it's the holiness, the desire to be holy that keeps you from stepping into the bucket of temptation that keeps you from stepping on the crack that breaks your grandmother's back or your mother's back or your father's back. Just depends on where you're born. If you're born in North Carolina, it was your mama's back. If you're born in Seattle, it was your grandmother's back. But that's not what we're talking about. Um, so you have to fall in love with Christ in order to appreciate what holiness is because holiness is not necessarily reciprocal. It doesn't benefit you in a way. And the reason I say that is because a desire to be holy is strictly a desire to do the things that God desires you to do. It is simply a desire to please Christ. It is simply a desire to line up with his word. It is simply a desire to walk like he walks. It benefits you indirectly because you become more like him, but it doesn't benefit you in the term of, okay, I'm holy. Now I get this, or now I get that, or now I can do this, or now I can do that. Holiness is a part of the relationship. And so it's the holiness that keeps us out of temptation. And what we do so often as Christians is we do what I like to call playing from behind. And I use that as an example. I take it as a football metaphor. I'm down 20 to zip against Team Satan, right? Team Gillum versus Team Satan, and I'm down 20 to zip. And you guys might think I have the wrong team, but I do. It's not Team Jesus. Team Jesus already defeated Satan. Team Gillum is now facing Satan, Team Satan. So it's Team Gillum versus Team Satan. And I'm down 20 to zip. But the reason I'm down 20 to zip is because I didn't game plan for Team Satan. The reason I'm down 20 to zip is because I didn't strategize for the game. I didn't take a look at, you know, I didn't look at the plays that Team Satan likes to run, and I didn't watch film on Team Satan, and I didn't see the nuances and the tendencies of Team Satan and strategize and put my team in a position to be successful. What I did was I just got out on the field and started throwing the ball around, hoping that I would win because I got Christ as my assistant head coach in charge of special teams. But instead of, I hope you guys watch football. Otherwise, this is so going over your head. Um, (laughs) But if I do that, then I have a a possibility of winning. Then I have a possibility of winning. And so instead of reading the Bible, instead of paying attention to Satan's tendencies, instead of listening to what the Bible says about Satan, instead of preparing ourselves in Christianity, instead of, you know, putting on the breast 
breastplate of righteousness and the helmet of truth and, you know, the gird my loins up and the feet shod with the gospel. I don't remember all of them, dang on it. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> Instead of doing that, we just walk out on the field and start throwing the ball around and think that because we've got God on our side, we will automatically defeat Satan. And it doesn't work that way. We cannot automatically defeat temptation. We cannot automatically defeat Satan just because we have God on our side. We have to prepare for the fight. We have to. It's like, okay, it's like wanting to get a job, right? You want to get a job in social working, right? Let's say you want to be a social worker, but you've got a DUI felony on your record and you want to work with people who you're trying to help make their lives better, but you got a DUI on your record. And you understand that this job might not accept you for that DUI. So what you do is you start praying. God, Jesus, in the name of Jesus, please let me get this job. God, in the name of Jesus, I really want this job. God, in the name of Jesus, if it be your will, you throw that in there because you want to seem like you're saying it the right way. If it be your will, God, let me get this job. What you're really trying to say is, I want the daggone job. And then you start asking Jesus to cover things up. God, don't let them see the DUI, God. Just don't let them even pay any attention to it, God. Just let it, let it not be seen by their eyes, God. Right? And instead of just positioning yourself to play the game by not getting the DUI, by not going out and driving under the influence of alcohol, that would have been the strategy to use, realizing that sometime down the road you're going to need this. But because we're not thinking ahead, because we're always playing from behind, we are reactionary Christians instead of being proactive Christians. What is it I'm supposed to be wearing, Mike? <laughs> okay, it's from Ephesians 6, and you had a couple of them, so yeah. that's pretty good. Uh, stand, there, stand firm, therefore, having girded your loins with truth. Truth. So the loins of truth, because it keeps everything together. Uh, having put on the breastplate of righteousness. That's right you from God's punishment and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Gospel of peace. That's what it was. I said gospel of truth, I think. Yeah, gospel of peace. And what that means is you're prepared, but you're also steady. Yes. But you have to be before you go into a battle. Right. In addition to all taking up the shield of faith. There we go. Which will, you will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. That's the one I forgot. Keep going. And the and the take the helmet of salvation. Yes. And the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. There we go. And instead of doing all of that, thank you, Mike. And notice that pretty much all of those things are defensive in measure, except the sword of the spirit. Yes. So what what I'm what that means is you're preparing ahead of time. You're to putting on all that stuff yeah. ahead of time to prepare yourself for the battle coming in the future. Exactly. And that's something that we don't think about is the future. And that's why we get hit by temptation, because we don't think about the future. We are steady in right now. We are in what is happening right now, and we're trying to use all of our energy and all of our effort and all of our willpower to fight right now. Instead of positioning ourselves in the proper place previously so that we won't even have to worry about right now. If I position myself not to get a DUI three years ago, then I don't have to worry about this job looking up my driving record and finding a DUI today. If I position myself with surrounding myself in the word and putting on all that armor that 
that Mike just read to us, if I position myself like that on a regular basis, then temptation can't just come swoop me out one day because it's saved the Tata's day. You know, it can't just come get me, even though we are beset by all sides by temptation. I mean, all sides. I mean, we have temptation, especially in America. It's everywhere on every channel, on every radio station, except for this show and everywhere, every movie, everywhere. But we have to learn as Christians to start playing from the front, which means we position ourselves ahead of time so that we don't have to be subject to what we did in the past. And we start to think about the fact that temptation is going to come get us. And so we place ourselves in a position that temptation cannot affect us. We put our mindsets in a position that temptation cannot affect us. We put our spirits in a position that temptation cannot affect us. Not to say that temptation won't come after us and not to say that temptation won't tempt us, but it will not overtake us and it will not win. And that's where we need to focus. And so if there's anything you get out of today's shortened show, I hope that it's that we need to prepare ourselves for the things that are to come in the future. And we need to position ourselves so that temptation cannot win against us. And like I said, that is any temptation. Everybody has their own particular temptation. Some people's temptation is cocaine. Other people's temptation is vanity. It doesn't matter. Whatever your temptation is, you can, with Christ, position yourself in a way that it will not overtake you and it will not affect your life as you move forward. Moment of Clarity, Stefan G. Catch you guys next time. Have a wonderful day.